Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I feel like a returning Ollie Davis. Well, like I haven't spoken to you properly for ages because we don't have normal conversations outside of this podcast. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, because this is a return for you of sorts because it's been almost one whole week since you've been on the podcast. What? Yeah, because you went on Saturday's show because that was me and Peter and me and Laurie did the NXT show. So, yeah, you have been off for, like, almost a week. Wasn't on the NXT predictions. You weren't on the prediction show either, yeah. Or... There's been the... no live stream since then. Oh, it, uh, you went on the NXT review that me and Laurie did yesterday. So, yeah, yeah, you have been missing for some time. Yeah, well, I can only apologise to the SWAF Nation because I the am biggest draw. the most over. Well, as we described on the Ramble Club for our $10 backers, if you are one of those, you can go listen to May's episode of that. Ollie wasn't around for that episode. And so, because I thought I was going to be shortchanging our Patreon pledge hammers, I had to bring in not one, not two, but three extra people to make up for Ollie not being there. And even then, that was only 50% capacity of what I bring to the table. I would say so. Who read Big Apple Takedown? It was going to be Laurie, but we didn't get to it in the end. We actually oh. did, we did too many questions. And then I suddenly realised that what time it was. <laughs> and my friend Tom was coming over to my house. And I hadn't left work yet. And he was going to be there like in the next half hour. So I got back to the office on Monday afternoon, yesterday. And I walk in... And there is a big blue carrier bag full of bottles of beer, drunk bottles of beer. And next to that was a bag of chicken. Yes. So uh, the... Glad you took those out in my absence. (laughs) Simon, Laurie and Andy had some chicken together for their uh, lunch, payday lunch. Uh, I had... um... I need to pay them more if that's where they're getting their chicken from. (laughs) Looked like a generic corner chicken shop. I think it pretty much was, Mm. yeah. But they did have poutine, which, you know, is a... Whoa! Can't say that on the 
Oh, well, but I know it's a Canadian dish. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, because the other one's tang. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poo poo ting. Poutine's very right. different not, to poo tang. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. So, sure, sure. Um, so they had that, and I had uh, Satan chicken from the Temple of Satan in Hackney. Because they only deliver on a Friday, and I really fancied some. But I haven't told you this story yet, actually. So on Friday, listen to the podcast, we'll have already heard this story, but uh, I wanted to tell you anyway. On Friday, I had everything planned out. I was going to come in. You weren't there. I was running the ship, do my news episode. Big Boss Luke. Do the weekend video with Pete. Do Ramble Club. Get that edited, get that posted to Patreon, because I'd literally left it to the last minute. And I say, I say, I we had all collectively. Left we the that last was minute. a collective ball drop, <laughs> <laughs> like a big group of teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we all go, oh, oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, so I ordered some food while I was waiting for my. I was doing my images for the news because I thought, brilliant, that'll arrive. I can eat. I've set everything up for the um, weekend video, the weekend ramble. We'll get that recorded going to do ramble club everything is groovy everything's grand and then they're just doing some work and i get a notification from uber saying like we've delivered your food thank you very much enjoy and I, there was no food on my desk i had not had a call you expected them to come into the office no no, no. i gave them explicit instructions call me when you arrive and mm. i'll come and collect it from you interesting and they did not do that they just delivered it to someone else and that person took it i'm gonna guess so Good grief. What is the world coming to? I know. So I had to reorder my food. But because I did that, that then put me on a 50-minute delay from when I was supposed to have been. So I essentially lost an hour of the day sorting out food. I had to split the recording of the weekend show. And then I had to edit it and get that loaded. I actually ended up doing I watched my news episode and was loading the weekend wrestle ramble while recording Ramble Club. No. Yeah, yeah. I go, I go silent for 10 minutes while I watch the news episode. So, yeah, it was quite the uh, mad dash to get everything done at the end of the day, which is why we didn't read Big Apple Takedown. Well, while you were having a big day of work, I was having a big day of lash. You certainly were. Big You're... day of lashy stag. And how many attempts at Northern Irish accents did you all attempt? Persher. <laughs> Persher. Weedabix. Still... <laughs> Your oh. Weedabix is remarkably so much better than your power shower, Wait even though power shower is so much easier to say. Power shower. Wait a Are you angry with me? Wait a I can't, I can't tell. Are we cool, man? Do you like the Wait a Do you hate it? I just, I just, you just like, every, everything you say to me kind of feels aggressive. Wait a bex. What is the relationship here? That's how I felt talking to every single Northern Irish person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially because you were going into many a pub. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. We had a a compound to to go to. Fifty minutes outside of compound. Belfast. Uh, uh, Fifty minutes, of course, where we needed a car to get to. I will get onto that story mm-hmm. in the in the break in the after in the outro. Oh yeah. Um, but one of nice teas. But for reasons that become clear, we started to have to get cabs, <laughs> and one of those cabs was driven by a. Hilariously racist Scottish man, but at least I knew where I stood with his accent, and that was scared. Yeah. The, Nor- the Northern Irish, I just couldn't tell. It was very ambiguous, mm. but frosty. I'm yeah. gonna say. But did you have yeah. a nice time? We had an excellent time. I mean, it was me with uh, a, like nine of my friends from school. We'd known each other since we were ten, so mm. it's 
Great. Excellent. I'm yeah. very, very glad about that. Um, right, we will do some emails in the outro portion of this podcast along with that story that Ollie has teed up for you there. Uh, but we're going to jump into the Raw review now, talking about Brock Lesnar and why his storyline just is not working. Here is the show. We are going to kick off our conversation with... Brock Lesnar and this cash-in fiasco. So I'm going to let you run this because I believe that you were not keen on this episode of Raw. I wasn't. So my usual way of assessing programming is that you can have a bad show and if it's boring or the segments are goofy, blah, 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 it's, it's just two out of five stuff. But if something is actively damaging to either the characters, like you've ruined a character, or the show that the product in general, then it's a one out of five. And this is a one out of five show for me. And the reason being is WWE announced over the weekend on Twitter, I believe it was, Stephanie McMahon have made this statement. I think she made it on Thursday because it was in my Friday news. Right. Yeah, it was late last week that Brock Lesnar would be cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase, boombox. So she announced that the McMahon family had decided that he was being disrespectful about the briefcase and they were going to address his actions, teasing that the McMahon family would be on Raw. Yes. And then over the weekend, Heyman tweeted out saying, Brock is going to cash in on Monday. Yeah. So it makes me think, Storyline changed. Yes. And they just changed their minds and went with that uh, storyline instead. So you are telling fans that something big is going to happen. Which they've been doing for two weeks now. Yeah. And to be honest, they've been doing for freaking ever and not delivering on. Advertising Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar for Royal Rumble and having Finn Balor in there instead. Advertising John Cena for the Royal Rumble up until the show started. And they were like, oh, BT dubs. He's not here. Trish Stratus versus Alexa Bliss Revolution. Never the plan. Always going to be a tag match. So it's not unprecedented. But shame, shame me, shame, what it, shame you once, shame on, I can't remember the saying. Shame you once. Sh- on the shame me once, <laughs> shame on you, WWE. Oh. On the shame me twice, shame on me. On the shame me 47th time, I'm done with you, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, th- this is our job. That's the reason we watch this. This was one of those shows where I thought, if this wasn't my job to watch this week in, week out, I would, as a fan, go, you know what? I'm done now. I'm done being told something's going to happen. And you just, not only, fair enough, don't deliver on it. Because actually, if you look at this in the grand scheme of things, I would keep a title shot of that caliber to your pay-per-view. I mean... It's awkward because your pay-per-view is blood money and it's very controversial anyway. But I, I would prefer it to be a, prest- a pay-per-view without those complications. But OK, I can see that on paper. But it comes after every week post-WrestleMania of them saying one thing and delivering another and not in a satisfactory way. No. I go back always to Seth Rollins versus Kofi Kingston, title versus title, and we're going to have a winner. We're going to have a winner. Oh, no, we're not. It's going to be a really tired, lazy booking out of this direction to have them both tag team up together against the bar. Mm-hmm. 
this is what... And I was really annoyed about that because you set my expectations. It's not my fault. It's not me getting carried away with fantasy booking. You told me something big was going to happen. And then what happens on this show, Brock Lesnar keeps on teasing. It was teased in advance. It's teased throughout the show. He even has a segment where he beats the living crap out of Seth Rollins with a chair. This is like the conclusion to this night-long storyline. Brock Lesnar comes out after Corbin has laid out Rollins. He's got the briefcase. He's got Paul Heyman. He's got a referee. And Brock Lesnar destroys Rollins with a chair, hits him with their fives, whips him with the briefcase. And Ben Heyman's screaming at him, cash it in, cash it in. And Lesnar looks at him, no, let's do it Friday. And I'm just like, this makes no sense. Why would Brock Lesnar, a man famous for not wanting to work dates, say, like, delay this further when he can easily beat him now? Well, he had this a couple of weeks ago where Seth was laid out and he was there at the show with his Money in the Bank contract and the show just ended. And I was like, well, why did you tease then that he's backstage all night with a possible cash-in? Yeah. If you are, if you're not going to deliver on that. And like to, to go back even further with the McMahon family being feeling disrespected by Brock Lesnar. That is that holds no water when you think about it for two seconds. Because first of all, what are the allegiances of the McMahon family? Last time I checked, at least half of them are heels, and the other half are heel slash faces. They, they change depending on the nature of the situation. So I don't know why they're angry at also heel Brock Lesnar. I'm still confused by Sami Zayn getting hung up by his feet at Money in the Bank. That to me, st- where Triple H weirdly appeared. That to me feels like <laughs> Triple H was behind that. Yeah. And he's working with Brock Lesnar. But okay, fine, I'll move that aside. Even on the basis of taking the McMahon stuff out... Why are they annoyed with someone not announcing when they're going to cash in their money in the bank briefcase when that's the whole gimmick of the thing? Sorry, I got angry. Did me. I, I, just, I tapped the table a bit too. I didn't know it was. I don't know my own strength. <laughs> you incredible okay. Hulk. Okay, okay. Are you okay? Okay. I've yeah. said. I've. I think I've said everything. I'm going to have a cup of tea now. I think you. Uh, it's a well-deserved uh, sip of tea there. I don't really have a lot to add on this. Um, I made this point on, I think it was Thursday or the weekend show. I didn't watch SmackDown last week um, because I was doing stuff for Screen Stalker. Instead, we decided that I was going to do some stuff for uh, Screen Stalker for the Godzilla uh, screen that you and I went to the previous night. So I didn't watch SmackDown. And it was amazing to wake up on a Wednesday Bearing in mind that this is my job, and I've been a wrestling fan for pretty much my entire life, to wake up on a Wednesday and not think, better watch SmackDown. In fact, what I thought was, I'm actually quite glad that I don't have to watch it. Because it felt like I had a morning off. And mm. it was pretty. And I don't want to feel that from a show that I usually enjoy watching. But I usually get so burnt out on Monday nights, or you know, on Tuesday morning watching Raw, that I'm like, I honestly can't be bothered to watch this show. Really, really cannot be bothered. And when I didn't have to watch it last week, it was actually quite lovely. Mm. Even though I still love this job and I still love hanging out with all you guys and chatting about wrestling. I'm really looking forward to my couple of weeks off that I've got coming up. Really, really looking forward to them for multiple reasons. Luke's going on holiday next week for I two am. weeks. I so am, yeah. He'll, uh, but you're still going to live stream it on your phone while walking around <laughs> well, Peru, aren't you? Yeah, while I'm doing the Inca Trail on Machu Picchu. be like, here's what I think of Kofi Kingston. Um... But this Brock Lesnar stuff, the, the, all the stuff on this show, it really made me laugh, like, throughout the show. Because it was just like, I can almost, I could feel the panic of Vince McMahon looking at these ratings falling. Last week's show, 
although we kept saying, you know, it's a memorial show, I don't expect them to do a good rating. Meltzer pointed out that historically, memorial shows don't actually do badly in the ratings for them. It's usually fine. They drop like 20,000 viewers historically. Mm. So then to lose 13% of their audience from the previous week, it's the fourth lowest rating in the modern era, is disastrous. So this week, The Undertaker's going to be on there. Triple H is going to be on there. Randy Orton's going to be on here. Brock Lesnar's cashing in. We've got this, we've got this, we've got this. And they were just throwing everything at the wall to make you stick around and watch this show. But all the while, I'm watching going like, this is giving me no reason to stick around other than names are coming. The Vince McMahon, I, I think it's become really apparent in, well, for forever really, he can be a genius. But, when his back's against the wall, and it has to be really against the wall for him to properly start doing the very inventive risk-taking stuff, but where he's at now, he's just relying on the same old carny tactics that he's been brought up on of the wrestling era of old. And it doesn't fly these days, mm. I don't think. So while putting on all those stars to, to combat falling ratings, which I agree is a good move, you don't want to have falling ratings, it's more damaging. Because when you when you tell fans over and over again, this is happening, this is happening, and we've had three weeks of Brock Lesnar pretending to cash in. And I, but for some reason, I thought this week was the most realistic week they were going to do it, even though, you know, it's Super Showdown, really. But they, you know, they, they put up such a PR storm mm -hmm. that it was going to be on Monday. That I was kind of like, huh, well, at least that's my title sorted for tomorrow. New new WWE Universal Champion, but I but, sorry, yeah. but the sorry, they it's short term because while you'll put these big stars and angles on now, it's it's like hot shot booking with no substance, and that will only ever provide a minor increase in the now. It won't build your audience long term. There's a uh, so I got a tweet over the weekend um, talking about you you made the point of like WWE have often done this teasing something and then not delivering on it. And I would argue that doing the announcing Brock is going to cash in on Monday as your tease for the week and be like, got to tune in on Monday. Brock's going to cash in his money in the bank. And he doesn't cash in. I think that is fine if you give your audience something even bigger yes. for his reason not to do it. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm just going to wait four more days instead and do it somewhere else. Because that for me... That's cheating your audience. That's not giving your audience anything extra for tuning in because you promised them something big. You just you promised them something big, didn't deliver on it, and then you expect them to tune in again. What's to say <laughs> he doesn't tune in a, on Friday and just says, I'll wait till Monday? Yeah. And then, like, what, so, I mean, that, they've set a precedent. That could be a thing. On top of this, you then have uh, Matt Riddle teasing himself, Matt Riddle going into business for Matt Riddle's self, saying, I'll be at Raw on Monday and I'm going to stop you cashing in. All of a sudden, you've got people fantasy booking this, being like, what if Riddle stops him? You set up Riddle versus Lesnar at Super Showdown for money in the bank. Riddle wins. Oh. All of a sudden, you've created this brand new star who's got the money in the bank contract. And it's, and it's like shocking the wrestling world. It's like, oh my God, Matt Riddle's on the main roster. He's this, he's that, he's the other. Instead, they didn't do anything of that. They just said, no, Brock's not cashing in. Watch Super Showdown, though, because he will do it there. Yeah. And like, well, you've been telling me that for, for three weeks now. So why should I believe you this time? Yeah. And I don't really care about Brock Lesnar. I don't really care about Seth Rollins. I don't really care about Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. No. Giving Brock the briefcase, like giving it to Braun last year, 
was the worst thing they could have possibly done. And it was a panic move. And it was a panic move. Um, just, to, just to recap the whole storyline before we get into the Super Chats. Uh, at the start of the night, the commentators... Well, Michael Cole said, uh, if not when... Yeah. He screwed up that phrase, which was quite funny. And also they cut to the the parking lot where Brock was going to arrive. Let's and go. There's a, guy, there's a guy walking along in the background and someone's obviously yelling at him, get out of the way, we're live! <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah, and he goes, he panics and he sort of shuffles off, which was brilliant. It was funny as well because they kept saying Charlie Caruso's back there waiting for Heyman and Lesnar to arrive. She was never on camera at any point in the two times they cut back to it. And then when they arrived, she wasn't there. Scripts change. <laughs> I was like, where were you, Charlie? Where was she to show up? It's like, Brock Lesnar, you're a big dum-dum. What are you going to do tonight? Um, Heyman and Lesnar eventually showed up backstage in a big old limo uh, during a Miz TV segment with Seth Rollins. And I thought, this is the use of Miz right now as just, like, what, where, where's his feud? Miz is great. Well, he got beat twice by Shane McMahon, so that feud's over now. And he got cheated on both of those wins. And then, yeah, Seth came out later complaining about Lesnar holding Money in the Bank hostage, which, again, is just baffling, considering Seth's own actions at WrestleMania 31. Uh, and Baron Corbin answers instead. They have a little scuffle. Lesnar's music plays, and, and that's where the beatdown angle comes. And they, they, they play it up as this big injury angle, and I just, I didn't care though. Yeah. So and so Seth stretched out and all Becky Lynch was there as well and got in the ambulance, all realism. I was like, but I don't think it's real. No, it was also funny as well. They had a classic Kevin Dunn moment of cutting to someone in the crowd who had their mouth, like their hand over their mouth. And they're like, oh, this would be a great shot. Turns out she was laughing. Mm. She had her hand over her mouth because she was chuckling to her boyfriend. She wasn't yawning at least. And then it was just like, <laughs> oh, great. So now we've had this big serious injury angle. We've cut to a crowd and they're openly laughing at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just another fake out for Lesnar's cash in. And really, it's just all a push for the Super Showdown. And hey... That's the go-home show. That makes sense. But do it in a way where I don't feel cheated. Yeah. And I said, when we did the Money in the Bank live show, <coughs> my reaction was I laughed at Lesnar winning because I was like, they've done this for one show. All of this is to push one show that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Bigger than WrestleMania. It's, if not, better than WrestleMania. <laughs> hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. But that, that's not where the thanks end, because we've got our $25 a month or more pledge hammers to say thank you to with some cheap pops. Oh, yes. So thank you, Paulie Dangerously Jarman. Woohoo! Can I, can I do the next one? Of course you can. <clears throat> uh, but you. Can okay, I do the I'll, last one? The Carpenter, the Crafty Blake Man. Yeah, that yeah. is that's what I've written here. The hundred dollar man, CD Horvath. Yes, ah, yes. yes. Uh, El siguiente top model de Gran Bretaña, Phil Stopford. Yes, Phil. Good one, Phil. Phil. The Kessel Run DX Solo. Nice. Ah, oh, you get the good one, Luke. Uh, the mayor of Painesville, Dan. Yeah, Dan. 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 We Dan. love Dan. 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 Gary Dan. Berger and fries. Yes. Have mayo with that. The event known as Chris Anderson to this side, the best in the world. Uh, oh, no. world. Um, oh. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. <coughs> you want to sing this one, Randy? Oh, no, you it's go yours. for it. You're the oh, best sorry, singer. Yeah. Uh, ben, hey now, you're a rock star. Hayley. Yeah. He's no jackass. Dano. Nice. Whoa. The beast. Brock. Taylor. Yeah. 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 Supernova, Steve Harris. Champagne Supernova. Jerry was a race car driver. Spiker. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't hear the singing voice, it's fine. Kratos is forgotten and sung, Chris True. Nice. Yeah. Yes. And lastly, Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh. Dig, dig, uh, well, let's get over to your super chats mm. with Randy Andy Dance. Well, first of all, a lot of people are very impressed with your promo, Ollie. Uh, your shooting on WWE just earlier. Oh, really? Where I where I took out the desk? Mm. I put WWE through a table. table and I noticed that you have cups of tea over there, but you do not have anything to have with the tea. Oh, hello. Hello. I thought. Hello. I made some cookies last night. <gasps> oh. oh. Look at this. Look at that for a cookie. Andy was going to be a professional. You were going to go to baking school, weren't very, you? Very, very nearly did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy, oh, wow. is, Andy is so much of a pro baker, he hates Bake Off. What? Because they're not good enough. Because they're not good, They're not on his level. <laughs> and he thinks it's too commercial. Should we have a... He's like, did I say that? <laughs> yeah, I said that before. Oh, right. So the, You're very, you were very dismissive of it on the last season. <laughs> I think Paul Hollywood does this to test biscuits. <laughs> There's no bounce, I'm man. To break the table. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take a big. While you're doing that, I'm going to take. Okay. I do want to eat on camera. Yeah. Well, yeah. our first super chat comes from. Oh, mm, comes oh, from sure. Judas Black, uh, who says, "Did you hear when Carmella called our truth baby? Oh, baby. Mm. Sorry, I don't want it. Mm. This is really nice, Andy. <laughs> We've screwed over the. Mm. <laughs> I bet this is. We're doing. Was it ASMR? Mm. For people, oh, yeah. mm. 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 that's, that's the noise know, everyone loves. Move that far away from my mouth because that's gonna be a disgusting sound. Name um, your sex tape. So yes, did you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, baby. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Oh. I don't think it means anything. Maybe. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> uh, Duff's 101, a name I don't recognize, but uh, it says, do you think Brock will ever get the go-away heat that he deserves? I think he's getting it now. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I, I he's think, had that in the past as well. I think fans are tired of Brock. Mm. I think we have now all convinced ourselves for the last two years he's going away. Mm. And he just keeps coming back. Like a nasty fart, he won't go away. And I just think that it's getting to the point now where the fans are like, I'm so done with the storyline. I tell you where I remember that first beginning is when they thought, how do we make Roman a babyface? <gasps> Let's book Brock Lesnar's appeal into oblivion. Well, you know, they just kept on saying how he's not going to turn up ahead of the WrestleMania 33 match. 34, I think. 34, yeah, you're right. And yeah, and then like they booked it so well... The, the, yeah, the Brock started to be not as over, and people were resenting him. Yeah, but Roman didn't get any over for it. No, uh, yeah. still booed at WrestleMania. Uh, Vernon Jeffrey says, "How are you guys going to cover all, th- cover and review all three? Sorry, my I got a new laptop. It keeps jumping down when I, when I get a new one. Uh, how are you guys going to cover and review all three shows on the eighth? On the 31st of August, New yeah. Japan NXT TakeOver and All Out. Multi-screens. Yes, I mean, so we're going to be going, I imagine, to Royal Quest. It's literally three minutes walk from our office. Yeah. There's our office, a canal, and then the copper play... Copper box. Copper box. Copper box, which is where it's held. And so be... I'll be honest, of the two options that we have in the UK on that date, Royal Quest is far more appealing to me oh, yeah. than going to NXT UK. Yeah. So... I think we'll be going to Royal Quest and then coming back here to live stream all out. But Pete did suggest it's a hell of a day. But Pete did suggest that we have a big enough team now that we could send two people across to mm. Cardiff. Yeah, that's bigger travel expenses than walking <laughs> over the bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, uh, I think we all just want to go to Royal Quest. Yeah, yeah. Fair Plus, enough. yeah, the Cardiff hotel and uh, prices I've heard are quite pricey. Yeah, God, I, know, I know a lot of people in Cardiff. You can stay with them. I used to be going, I went to university there. I can go stay with my, uh, my I guess, my nan in law. Is that what you call it? Like, oh, no, no. I'm already staying with her. Oh, oh, yes. oh, so, oh hello. Oh. Hello. A bit of banter from that. Um, <laughs> Randy by name. <laughs> Michael Randy. Dominguez says Texas loves y'all and keep 45 as long as you'll want. What does that mean? Keep 45. Mm. Anyway, glad to be finally a part... Sorry, I don't know why I keep jumping down. Uh, glad to be finally part of one of the rambles. As a teacher, <laughs> now that school's out, I can watch live. Hey, Thank take you that very school. Much. Take, the, take that education. I just wanted to point out that once again, it is not Randy's fault that uh, he keeps losing the super chat. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you know what? You know what? You're, sorry, what was that gentleman's name? Uh, his name was Michael Dominguez. You know what you're like, Michael Dominguez? You're like s- school in summer. No class. Huh. Well, um, although I think you're super awesome because you're in the Super Chats with us. It was just a school joke. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know why this keeps flipping down. I have got a new laptop, so I'm, I'll just have to uh, check why that's doing that. But uh, I'll someone was soldier you over on. It. Someone was putting you over in the comments yesterday because Pete was really struggling with the uh, the Super Chats yesterday. Like, really proper struggling. Like, he kept refreshing. Yeah. And someone was like, this is why Randy's so good at his job. Because <laughs> Randy writes them down on paper. That's why he does I, it. I did used to, no, but now we get so many. Uh, Brag. No, it's a, it's a new laptop, so I think I just have to figure it out. My Chromebook just was good with it, but I don't know why this is going wrong. Anyway, JobberJJ says, can we just only just talk about Bray Wyatt? 
Oh, 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 oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's amazing. We will. Oh my, I could talk about that for a solid hour. Yeah, we break it frame by frame. We're not going frame. to. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. That oh, Vince McMahon puppet. So good. The the German accent, yeah. like uh, what's the character from Simpsons for? Uh, <laughs> Huskers, Huskers. No, the... yeah, Huskers. It's um, Uda. Uda, Uda, Uda. Okay, yeah. I just like the chocolate. I, I don't run. I'm too full of chocolate. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Uh, ML Dempsey says, if you thought Brock was really going to cash in, you're a smelly mark or a smark, as the smart marks say. Well, that's only what Vince is saying. Ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Idiots. They thought he was cashed in. Bunch of marks. Uh, New Age Entertainment, thank you very much for your generous donation. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Doback says, Andy should replace Ollie. I don't think I should, Mr. Doback, <laughs> but thank you for your support. Uh, Tim... Tim, that's not your son. Tim Arndt says, are you guys sick of Five Five Fun House? I still like this week's segment, but I'm getting sick, sick of the vignettes. I want to see Bray in the ring. Absolutely not. No, do, I could do with just more of this. I could do with just being this character. Can we not just have... Look, I keep saying every week. Now he has to. He has to debut next week. He has to debut next week, and the next week's promo is even better. But I also do want him to debut eventually. So can we just have him debut, and then we have a week of Firefly Funhouse? Mm. Like we don't have to get rid of these promos. No, we can still make them uh, carry on. I also think as well that as it's like the one good thing on Raw at the moment. Oh, jeez, yeah. Like I don't want to wish it away. Like for for something else that might be worse. Yeah. 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 Uh, update, I have fixed it. There Yay. you go. Uh, Tim Arndt says the thing I... Oh, I really should have done that, should I? <laughs> oh, Randy, you were so close in that one, dude. <laughs> it Damn was you. almost. Damn you, me. Oh, uh, Jobber JJ says the 24-7 saga was awesome. Hashtag golf, no chavo golfing. Uh, yeah, the, oh, yeah. the, the golf thing was quite funny. Golf yeah. thing is what I assumed this title was going to be about, really. Jinder Mahal in full gear on a golf course. Now, now it was funny. I don't think it's it's as funny as everyone's saying it is. Oh, absolutely not. No, no, no. no. It is not um, the, uh, the, not the the ball pit mm, uh, mm. hardcore titles and or the airport one. But at least it's something different. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mark Meehan or Mayan possibly says thanks guys for watching WWE so we don't have to. Do you want Wait. a biscuit, mate? No, 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 I'm good. Can't I'm crash. Good. <laughs> uh, well, no, you're very welcome. Yeah. Uh, something in Japanese says, "What do you? Who do you think will randomly show up at tonight's SmackDown? Rusev, a clone brother, Killian Dane, or no one of the above? Winner gets two points. That'd be Shane, Roman, Drew. Um, yeah, all the SmackDown stars. Yeah, the Usos. <laughs> yeah, they'll all be there. Uh, not Sasha Banks though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Although apparently she's going to be back by the summer. That's what the, uh, the but then she did are. like that Dean Ambrose picture escaping from WWE. Yeah, but she's also challenged uh, Tony Storm and Viper oh. uh, to matches. So maybe she's going to head over. Maybe she'll be going to NXT UK to help them push the Cardiff. In Cardiff. Show. Well, she is from Cardiff, so it sense. sounds to me like she's like, okay, I'll play ball. Yeah. Uh, let's see out my contract. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adrian Wells, thank you very much for your generous donation. Thank you, Adrian. William thank you. Adams says, I wonder if Bray has back pain from carrying raw. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, tell we, me about it. We always used to say that about Seth Rollins' knee. Yeah. Like it buckled because he was carrying raw, yeah. Uh... Tim Arndt back again says also you've seen the rumour mill saying that Adam Cole and Shayna Baszler may be called up in the near future personally I hope it's all made up yeah so it's Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio saying that mm. those are the two names in NXT particularly Shayna Baszler particularly Shayna Baszler yeah <coughs> she, they're very high on her at the moment 
I think if the call-ups do happen, it'll be after SummerSlam to let them drop the belts at the Toronto show. Um, hey, it's not stop them calling up other champions. Well, uh, you know, you're War absolutely, Raiders. You're absolutely right. Champa. You're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, so that's the rumour. Although it's weird that it's Adam Cole and not the Undisputed Era as a collective. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, these are just there's rumours at the moment. But I think they will be, we were trying to count this earlier, but uh, they will be the... Uh, 13th, the 12th and 13th NXT call-up since December. Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah. Which, uh, and they would have been more than that if Gargano and uh, Champ hadn't gone back. Ryan B. Bad says, I just want to see Luke and Ollie do the muscle man dance. Oh, what is the muscle man dance? It's like... Huh, huh. I need to re-watch it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. But that'll learn it. Yeah, maybe that should be uh, the punishment video come uh, SummerSlam. I just want to make it anyway. <laughs> Uh, we've got start recording saying Ryder and Hawkins have become the new Brock Lesnar haven't been on Raw in ages and they're holding the Raw tag titles hostage <laughs> yeah, they damn part timers they certainly are I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that the Revival aren't really annoyed that they're not getting mm. any tag title shots or the Usos doing whatever the Usos are doing uh, cream or something. K Amal says hey guys always wanted to support through Super Chat but the feature isn't supported in my country now, but now I'm on my internship in the US and so I can finally support WrestleTalk hey. good luck thank with you your internship much. as yeah. well yeah, thank you very much uh, Thomas Lagden says hey guys can't watch live because I'm at work but I can still throw my money at you oh, hey. thank you very, very much thank Thomas. you very much Jobber GG says jobbers are the best thing on Raw take that no they're not Right, what is the best thing on Raw? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, start record. Hey, he might be a job soon. Uh, start you recording. Know, you know, Andy, when you're right, you're yeah. right. <laughs> uh, I'm worried in case Harper is in the 24-7 scene. I mean, if he's going to be anywhere, that will be where he is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, he can't even make TV. Like, it, he's actually below the 24-7 title. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's probably the lowest ranked person yeah. oh, in yeah. the whole company. yeah. And Mojo Rawley's in that company. Yeah. Wow. The Colons? Oh, he's below that. Because uh, yeah. if the clones are fine, they'll be in that 24-7 picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Inuazzo says, great to see Oil back. Support Wrestle Talk. I guess it's because you missed one show yesterday. I only missed the weekend and the NXT. Oh, we were talking about this yeah. in the, the podcast. Yeah. Mm. You've been... Haven't seen you, really, since last Wednesday. It's been nice to be back. I was on a stag over the weekend. You were. Stag. 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 I'm stagging uh, you. <laughs> ben, stagging you. Ben Greenwood, who I always point out is the man who submitted his uh, all or no- double or nothing uh, p- p- predictions after the show. Um, but poor, <laughs> it's a bold strategy. Yeah. Let's see if it plays <laughs> How off. How did he do? Uh, I didn't count. I just dis- disqualified him. Um, Four out of five. Poor Ollie tried to quite a few. A, a few people tried after NXT, and one of them got two out of five. Uh, ben Greenwood <laughs> says poorly trying to make sense of WWE I felt that mm. yeah yeah um, should we do a couple more let's do five more five more okay <coughs> just a second I'm gonna eat a bit of this cookie okay. it's delicious yeah, actually I'm um, a bit as well if you can take the, put the camera on to you uh, for a second that's I will to look at us eat cookies um, let me just get down to where we are uh, start recording says does the revival have the best team finisher in WWE at the moment mm. it's really good that is a good show actually mm. yeah although I really like uh, the Viking experience as a finisher that's good um, Uso's stereo splash is yeah. visually impressive when they get yeah. it right yeah I like the um, <laughs> Undisputed Era's high low and that's a lot of fun mm. um, some really good ones in NXT actually 
Yeah. But the shouting machine is awesome. Don't chew into the microphone, man. <laughs> I can't not eat food when it's near me. <laughs> oh, I've seen you on live streams. Yeah. <laughs> sweet things. I can't can't not eat sweet things. Don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's an addiction, man. <laughs> Don't shame me. Tomo is in to say, in Ollie, I know how to make Raw enjoyable again. None other than the myth, the legend, Bailey Sting. Isn't it? Uh, it's funny as well. You're talking about like the man who everyone would have thought would make Raw better is the Miz, because that was always the theory mm. is that whichever show he is on is better. What about the Miz Sting? <laughs> he's, he's not really on it though. Is he not? No. Stiz. Wasn't it last week? He's barely on it. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. He's probably. He's not feeling with Shane. He's probably off announcing other pregnancies. Yeah. Why can't we get Sting versus Undertaker in Super Showdown? Well, I don't know. I was about to say because he's retired, but so is Goldberg, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Tell that to Undertaker. I'll yeah. retire you again. <laughs> Did you see, though, WWE posted saying, hey, what do you want Undertaker to announce on Monday when he turns up on Raw? And 98% of the comments were, retire. Please, just retire. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, Aman Saeed says, Charlotte versus Lacey was an instant five-star classic. It was, the in-ring work was definitely smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think my note was, this is not the smoothest match I've ever seen. No. I then did get distracted by my bookshelf and I was talking about rearranging my books. Have you listened to uh, Wrestle, uh, Wrestling Observer Radio? I've not, no. They, t- basically, uh, Brian Alvarez says, there were two women's matches on this show and they were absolute utter garbage, both of them. Yeah, the Peyton Royce match wasn't much better, actually. Yeah. He called Evan Charlotte the yeah. worst match he's ever seen. <laughs> no. Or like, or like of the last five years. He was like, yeah, it looked, That's like, it looked like someone had tried to tell them to do like a shoot fight, but neither of them have ever been told how to do a shoot fight. So they just kind of grappled each other a bit. And he was like, but to be honest, Peyton Royce versus Nikki Cross was about of what I was, what I would expected yeah. from them. It, well, we'll get on to it. We'll get on to it. It was bad, but it's not as bad as that um, <coughs> the Impact match. That well, that was done. over five years ago. Is that, over, is that really over five years ago? It must be. My Vagina Hurts. That match. <laughs> yeah. The infamous <laughs> My Vagina Hurts match. Uh, and should we do the last one then uh, from Ewan McDonald? As oh, we, King we, of Discord. I know. Uh, as Luke is wearing a Rev Pro shirt, when is the next time you guys go into a Rev Pro show so I can finally try and meet oh, all of you? Cool. Mm. Oh, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah, we'll have a look. We'll have a look when the next ones are. I think one's coming up soon. They usually have a summer sizzler, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be good to meet you, Ewan. And of course, everyone who's here when we're not live streaming, everyone can chat to each other over on the Discord, WrestleTalk's Discord. It's a great old place to get. So the first match was Roman Reigns coming out because he's a SmackDown star. Yeah. Wild card. I genuinely thought to myself, when they did the superstar shakeup, I would never have to hear Michael Cole say the big dog ever again. Mm. What a fool I was. Because we're getting it. Every, he is. He's the Omni Roman. Yeah. But on the Shane is worse. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Roman Reigns comes out, doesn't even get a chance to say anything into the mic because out comes Shane McMahon and he's he says he'll be the first person ever to tap Roman out. Yeah, with his triangle yeah. uh, choke. And then Roman tells him to shut up, boy. Yeah. Um, 
and then then Roman said, I'll beat up Drew McIntyre after I've beaten you. At Stomping Ground, yes. Yeah, so we've got our first match announced for Stomping Ground. I'm surprised that wasn't your uh, big headline for the yeah. the review. Stomping Ground match announced. Huge WrestleMania rematch yeah. announced. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. The match that everyone loved from WrestleMania <laughs> is happening again at Stomping Ground. Wasn't that the most widely condemned match? Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio had a screwy, really quick finish. Yeah, everyone still didn't prefer Drew versus Roman. Yeah, because the Ray-Joe match went about a minute, didn't it? Just, Joe just choked him out instantly. And at least that was refreshing, <laughs> considering how long that card was. Yeah. But Roman and Drew just had a boring, rest-hold-based, 80% working Roman over match, when it really didn't need to be that. And we'll get it again at Stomping Ground. But I won't be here for that show, so I'm <coughs> fine with it. You lucky man. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch Roman and Drew... And Seth and Baron, potentially. Oh, right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Roman was attacked in the ring by the Revival, and Drew McIntyre came down. And this was one of the pre-announced matches of Raw. Roman and the Usos teaming up to take on Drew McIntyre and the Revival. And it's a shame they didn't make more of this, because I really like Reigns and the Usos as a faction. But it was really just within the confines of a match. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. no stuff afterwards or outside it or segments. And it felt like this match was really designed to put Drew over strong yes. so that they can build some interest into the Drew-Roman match mm. at Stomping Ground. Yeah, because... Is the Stomping Ground? Stomping Ground, yeah. Okay. Because the finish was... Uh, Roman's running wild. He gets... I think Shane tries to cheat, so Roman gets him on the outside... Drew flies out of nowhere and takes out Roman with a claymore, which is actually quite a nice follow-up from last week's angle on SmackDown, where Drew went to save Shane, but Roman just moved, mm. and he completely like just crashed onto the announcer's table, which was like a good spot. So this was the payoff for that. And Drew then gets in the ring, Claymore to someone, and wins. I believe it was um, uh, Jay, I think. Because right, I think they hit Jimmy with a shadow machine on the outside. The Revival did. And then after the match, Revival gave Roman a shadow machine. Drew hit another Claymore. And then the heels hold him up. So Shane could do the most dastardly heel thing and hit him with a spear and did the ooh-ah pose afterwards. Oh. And the Omni-Shane uh, group stood tall. Not even the Boy, Revival can escape the Omni-Shane. Yeah, they've been sucked in. Uh, yeah, so this was... I thought it was a good six-man tag, actually, and it it was a good way to build a match, but I don't want to see that match, and I don't want to see the match after the match yeah. either. Um, this is where they announced a lot of stuff for the show that was coming up, including mm. The Undertaker, Triple H, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, Miz TV with Seth, and Firefly Funhouse. They were, like, front-loading this with, like, stick around. Do not change the channel. Stick around and watch this show, which I'm fine with. It was just, yeah. But it really felt like... Oh my god, please don't change the channel. Yeah, yeah. We are begging you, please do not change the channel. We're going to give you stuff you like. Uh, look, there's all these things here. And look, who's that in the crowd? It's Matthew McGonaghy and Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, Lance Armstrong, who they said, quote, one of the greatest cyclists of all time. I think in pro wrestling, <laughs> they obviously don't strike people's records when you're, you know... I was... So, I mean, for... I am not a sports guy, right? I don't know the sports. Sports. But I know that Lance Armstrong is not one of the greatest cyclists of all time because he cheated all of his victories because mm. he was uh, jacked up to the nines. Hey, six, seven years ago, if you'd said it, it would have been fine. Yeah, exactly. He was in dodgeball <laughs> as well. He was, when he was in dodgeball, it was fine because we didn't know then. We didn't yeah. know that he was cheating. But then to have him in this crowd and be like, my God, one of the greatest cyclists of all time is watching our show. 
It's it's insane. Yeah, yeah I, I just uh, is McGonaghy in a movie with him? Is that That's why they're together? Okay, so I'll be honest. I didn't take a lot of notes then for Ms. TV versus Seth Rollins because I was like, why the hell are McGonaghy? <laughs> Turns out they're friends in real life. So right, they just went to the right. show together. I think Matthew McGonaghy is such a cool guy. He just is, forgive yeah. Lance. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, that's why they were together. I thought there was like a, a Lance Armstrong movie with McConaughey in the works, but um, no, it's, there's not. It's Texas. Uh, I was, this really tripped me up because while you were Googling why they were together, mm. I was like, what is the joke here? <laughs> what is the best joke where I can say Matthew McConaughey was there with the performance enhancing blah, 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 accused drug test. But enough about Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't make it work. And that really, I, I just dropped it. Oh, I didn't talk mate. about it at all. No Scorched way. earth policy, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. People are going to oh, go after you in the comments for that. Look, I, in my notes, make drug cheat joke about Lance, performance enhancing Lesnar? Question, Question mark. mark. <laughs> anyway, then we got the Miz TV segment with Rollins, uh, Lars Sullivan, then... Beat up Lucha House Party. Yeah, they came down for a tag team match, but Lars came down before the other tag team. Maybe that was going to be Hawkins and Ryder. Maybe it was yeah. Lars stopped them getting TV time. This As soon as Lucha House Party came out, I just thought Lars is coming out to beat them up. Oh, yeah. Which which is really, really bad that Raw has is so formulaic and copy and paste that I know that's going to happen because you could even make an argument, oh, Lucha House Party are coming out. They're going to have a match against the team to build them up for the match against Lars. But I, I instinctively knew that's not what they're doing. They're going to be lazier than that. Yeah. So this is a Raw act feuding with a SmackDown act. Um, technically, I think you could always say there are 205 Live acts feuding with a SmackDown act on Raw. Roman and Drew are on opposite brands. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're not getting... And like That's not going to stop. Roman's going to be on Raw. Drew's going to be on SmackDown. Yep. The brand split doesn't exist. SmackDown is a raw replay. But I will say this, because they did shake this up ever so slightly to build some interest because he's having a three-on-one handicap match at Super Showdown, right? Yes. Um, with, so he beat them all up, but then they all made a comeback. They all hit drop kicks singularly and then hit a drop kick together to send him out of the ring and he left being like, ooh, I'm going to get you at Super Showdown. So they did shake up the formula a little bit because he didn't win this time. Yeah. Uh, then we got Nikki Cross backstage being Nikki Sane, she is, you know, this this horrible... You know what? I realised why this is such an egregious storyline. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are friends here. And Alexa, for, for that dynamic to work, Alexa Bliss has to be a good person. And she's not being a good person with a secretly evil side. She's just playing it like she's a good person. And Nikki Cross... Her character is that she's a little bit nutbags, but for purposes backstage, she's just a normal lady trying to make it in the wrestling biz. It feels like she is a lady trying to make it in the wrestling biz who then goes out to play a character when yeah. they wrestle. Yeah, so obviously that's all bad, but fundamentally the problem is simpler than that. The old age idea behind telling stories is that characters come first and then those characters interactions and desires and motivations interact with each other to create stories but what you're doing here is you've started off with a story and you've gone uh and we'll use you for it and we'll use you for it so you're letting the story dictate the characters yeah which means they're not consistent they feel two-dimensional and the the drive is in the wrong way 
Yeah, see. This is not good writing. It, it, well, well, no, but that could be said for the majority of WWE. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I think, again, I think it's unfortunately a part, like a sort of subconscious misogyny. It's a women's division thing. Doesn't really matter. We've got our template of who's friends with who in the women's division, where all the storylines are based off of. And they've just crammed two square pegs in round holes. I think they were. I guess the, has the feud with the Kabuki Warriors been dropped? The Iconics. Yeah, they're on the Iconics, aren't they? Well, no, I know, but like, did they do anything for it on SmackDown last week? And now it feels like the Iconics are feuding no, with Bliss and Cross. Yeah, they didn't do anything. So last Paige week. and the Kabuki Warriors <coughs> feud has dropped them with the Iconics. They didn't get the match. Well, well, you know, it's they're going to Saudi Arabia. You don't want to. You can't really build the women's division at the moment there because was, um, they're not going to pay off there. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon um, put up a tweet uh, the other day. I think it was actually yesterday that was basically saying like it was pictures of. It might have been pictures of her when she was um, pregnant, but it was all like very artistically shot down. It was all about like women are the most important people on the planet and women are sort of the future. Mm. And someone just quote retweeted saying that. Tell that to the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so the Iconics were backstage making fun of uh, Nikki Cross, I guess. They're the longest reigning women's tag team champions. It's done really well for the belts, made them feel big time. They haven't defended them, I don't think, since winning them. And they haven't won apart from over that jobber team. Yes. Um, the... This is exactly what Sasha Banks was worried yeah. about. This is uh, the reported reason she freaked out over losing the belts. It's like, well, they're going to give them to a comedy team and it's going to devalue the belts. And that's exactly what's happened. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, Alexa said that she'll be in Nikki's corner later on because they're buddies. And then she was like, do you want to go and get a coffee? What is Alexa's fascination with coffee? So it's her new T-shirt. Right. So she, her T-shirt is a Starbucks thing. And it's her, the, the little skeleton glove hand that she's got holding a coffee cup. Um, and I guess that's based off the, when she was topless yeah. at one time, yeah. and the guy was trying to bring in coffee. And when she's done moments of bliss, people are trying to bring coffee to her. It's Dean Ambrose, and yeah. now can be turned into a prop. Um, coffee is now her prop. It's it's so rubbish. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, the, the characters don't make sense, uh, and it, this is awful. I, it's one of them. It's the worst. There's a lot of bad stuff on Raw, but this storyline is actually the worst in terms of fundamentals. I think you might be right, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's not stopped there. Because <laughs> then we got Becky Lynch coming out. Ooh, I became complacent as a champion, maybe. I don't think she did. Uh, and, but luckily, I lost my championship belt, and that shocked me out of my complacency. I'm going to beat up Lacey Evans when I see her. Lacey Evans comes out, talks to her from about three feet away. <laughs> yeah, and they just have a chat. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. And then Charlotte comes out and she she talks about she's a nine-time champion over halfway to her dad's record, a fictional record. Yeah, and just... but I think the report Meltzer said was they're trying to get her to that point as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, it's quite obvious. Yeah. Uh, and then they set up a Lacey Evans versus Charlotte match, which was set up on SmackDown when they sort of combusted against each other. In the stupidest way possible, Lacey just went for Charlotte, it looked like a punch, but no punch ever happened. It was just a little shove. But the commentators talked about it like a punch. Charlotte got up from the punch. The punch is Lacey Evans's finisher. It looked like Charlotte just no-sold the finisher. You should. We've said it before. Lacey Evans should not be punching people outside of the finish to the match. Yeah. It's also so <coughs> awfully telegraphed and scripted when they come down in their gear. 
and be like, and then, oh, well, maybe we'll have a wrestling match. And I was like, well, it looks like you were expecting to have a wrestling <laughs> match because you're in full gear mode. Yeah. I really, really hate that. And they have this match. It's such an awkward setup for it. Even the start of it just feels massively awkward. And then they have this match. I have no idea what was going on here. Absolutely not a Scooby-Doo. I and mean, a blues clue what was going on. Nothing connected. And you like, so in the ring, it did not work. And there were, it was not, I wouldn't say there were any massive botches, but it was just so clunky. Yeah. And, and they, they had no chemistry together. And it's heel versus heel. That's the hardest dynamic to get to connect to a crowd. Because at least with babyface, babyface, everyone's invested in one of them. Heels versus heels can work. But these aren't the two people to do it with. Lacey Evans' gimmick feels more gimmicky by the day to me when she sticks around in this main event picture. Mm -hmm. She should really go down and sort of work her way back up to build some credibility. Um, And then, yeah, thankfully, Becky just sort of ended it after five minutes. But even that was weird. Well, yeah, so Becky, Becky dragged Charlotte Flair out the ring and caused the DQ. And they said on commentary, it was that, like, Becky had had enough. She had to attack. And I was like, had enough of what? Yeah. Like, a bad match? Like, she felt like she had to win. And then Corey says, well, what a stupid move that was by Becky. Because Lacey won. She's going to get more money for the win. But Charlotte won. Because Charlotte was... <coughs> Lacey got DQ'd. So Charlotte wins. So Charlotte's the one that's going to get more money for winning, right? And when did that become a thing? I don't know. He just randomly said it. It was like, oh, well, Lacey's going to get more money now because she wins. Wins and losses matter. Maybe that's Vince's <laughs> rebuttal to AEW. Uh, yeah, it was bad, uh, but it did provide me with my favourite joke. Because mm. uh, I was feeling down after the Lance Armstrong thing. Oh, because you can get it, yeah, yeah. But I said, uh, I can't wait for Friday's Super Showdown women's title match. Oh, no, wait, they don't have that stuff in that country. The last thing we'll see is a women's right in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> That's the name of a finisher. Yeah, good, mate. Well done. I was proud of. Yeah, mate. well done. Uh, the man ha- the manhandle slam looked better. Yes, it this did. Week. Yeah, it absolutely did. Yeah. So hopefully, Still think it's it was a terrible name. <laughs> uh, then we got Rey Mysterio's U.S. title address. God, this was not a good show. Like- I actually quite liked the last hour. I thought the last hour of segments was was very watchable. Yeah, but the, first be the lowest rated one. Rubbish, yeah. Uh, so Ray came out to relinquish the US title, which was advertised for last week, but got delayed for <laughs> reasons. Um, he noted that Dominic's training, and he wants to set a good example and do the right thing. Which you would think would set up Ray saying, you're right, I didn't fairly beat you at Money in the Bank, Samoa Joe. My shoulder, Your shoulders were up. Considering that, they were showing lots of replays of this, <coughs> with Michael Cole pointing out Joe's shoulder was way up. Hmm. And so Ray says, I'm going to relinquish this title because I'm injured. <laughs> and hands the belt to Joe. Yeah. And then Joe beats him up. Well, locks him in the clutch and, and chokes him out. It came across like such a dick move. Mm. When Ray, like Joe, because Joe comes down awesomely, like Ray Mysterio says, championship. And then Joe comes down and says, sorry, I heard champion and thought that was my cue. I just <laughs> thought it was such a killer yeah. opening line. And then, yeah, Joe reiterates all that stuff. And then Mysterio says, yeah, because of a shoulder injury, here it is. <laughs> what? But you just talked about being noble and the blue-eyed baby face and really didn't play well. No. Uh, and, and Meltzer and Alvarez pointed out, if it was because the baby face believes he unfairly won, he should give it back to the champion. If he's injured 
That is not his decision to just hand the belt over to anyone. That's when a tournament starts up. Yeah. So it's just, what are the rules? Well, I mean, that would have um, made for some sort of weekly television angle that we could have done with some perhaps good wrestling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A tournament? You're talking about having to figure out a tournament? <laughs> nah. No, no, no. Booking week to week, pal. Um, Godsmack are doing the theme tune for Super Showdown. They also did the theme tune. It's the same theme tune for Greatest Royal Rumble. It's called Godsmack. That's the band. It's called Godsmack. It's blasphemous. Interesting for Saudi Arabia. That's what I thought as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're doing the, they did the theme tune for Greatest Royal Rumble as well, which makes me think they probably had a deal <coughs> with the record label um, to use that song for the Saudi shows. And then Cesaro cuts a promo. He's facing Ricochet tonight again. Ricochet cut a promo saying that this rivalry could last a decade. Yeah. Or the former tag team before then. Yep, yep. Uh, it, it's a shame because they've got great in-ring chemistry oh, together yeah. and the matches have been very, very good. <laughs> I don't want to see... But they've given you no reason to care about... Mm, what, yeah. Like It doesn't matter who wins and who loses in these matches. Like, Ricochet winning again tonight does nothing for him. He's not moving up the card. Cesaro isn't moving down the card. They're just in this sort of holding pattern while nothing happens. Yeah. But it's okay because the next segment is certainly going to save the ratings. Tell me about it. So on a show where you have a literal dead man to close the episode, that wasn't the most sports entertainment thing. What was was Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in an arm wrestling match. This is the most Vince McMahon segment we've had in quite some time. This is a total Vince thing. Vince probably loved this because it's too... Beefy blokes being beefy with big beefy arms, showing how beefy and manly and beefy they are by arm wrestling. Oh, that's a true man. True man arm wrestles. Yeah. Like that Stallone movie, Over the Top. It was. So the crowd did get into it. Uh, Lashley did a few shenanigans at the start, pretending his elbow slipped, slapped slapped Strowman. Then when they got into it, the crowd were like, oh, but it was. It never looked real. Like they were going back and forth and back and forth. And... Maybe it's just me. This this segment is the sort of thing that doesn't turn me on to wrestling mm. because I I don't care. Yeah. If if you are like I don't particularly care how sort of like big and strong you are and how much you can do an arm wrestle. It's like a pose down. Yeah, a pose down, which is like again the most sort of like Vince Triple H thing to do. It dance it's... off. But at least a dance-off has some entertainment value yeah, in there yeah, yeah. because you'll have one person who can do a dance and one person who can't and you can lead to some comedy. Or like, you know, uh, the mm. bar being in a rap battle with the Usos. Yeah. There can be some comedy there. This is just two lads holding some arms and going, Ugh! and it's like, this isn't entertaining. Mm. At least it's not to me. Maybe I'm alone in that, though. No, 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 I don't think you are. Uh, it was rubbish. But Lashley did impressively beat up Strowman at the end through the powder, the gripping chalk in his eyes, and hit a running power slam on Strowman. It is a match at Super Showdown that Vince will love, <laughs> but no one else will. Um, then we got some 24... Maybe the Prince will. Then we got some 24-7 shenanigans backstage. Uh, Carmella was looking for truth, but then behind her, EC3 and Drake Maverick... <laughs> Don't get, walking along. don't get excited. They're not teaming. Oh, up. poor EC3 looks like he wants to be anywhere else. I guess that's his gimmick now. <clears> is that he's he's just committed to I'm carrying a red a red solo cup wherever I go, and I hate this place. I think I guess that's his gimmick now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we also got a recap of Jinder winning on a golf course. Yeah, uh, the twenty four seven title that is. Uh, then we got Peyton Royce versus Nikki Cross, which was set up earlier in that Alexa Bliss segment. Crickets. This match got. Yeah. Well, you know, why would you care? 
It's that the Iconics have been beaten week in, week out, and Nicky Cross doesn't have a consistent character. Mm. And when, when your character keeps changing, it, the audience can't get into you. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it, again, it wasn't a good match at all. And the finish was Alexa waiting at ringside. Someone brings her a coffee because that's her gimmick. That's her gimmick. She drinks coffee. Royce kicked the coffee out of her hands and then Kay pushed her over into it. No, Billy Kay kicked the coffee out of her hands. Oh, no, no, you're right. Royce I did kick the right. coffee. So you're absolutely right. Uh, and Alexa sat in the spilled coffee with her white jeans. And the commentators are playing it up like, oh, no, there's a stain. <laughs> and Nikki Cross got the win off the distraction of all of this. And Bliss flipped out and beat up the Iconics because there was a stain on her white pants. Cool. Yeah. Nikki, well, uh, Nikki then tried to cheer her up and said, it's okay, we won. Yeah, so y- you've got the women's division usually booked around who's friends with who. And to me, that stinks and smacks of a sort of subconscious misogyny on behalf of the predominantly male writing team. And, like, fair enough if you don't agree with me. But now, the next dimension to this storyline is stained clothing. You would never get a men's feud based around stained clothing unless it's like a comedy Chris Jericho scarf thing and that isn't what this is I think they genuinely think this is quite serious they did book a feud between Kane and Chris Jericho over spilt coffee but that was on his (laughs) person I know he was burnt he's Kane it wasn't really about coffee yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was was deeper than that literally the line is you think this is about coffee it's an amazingly deep feud actually (laughs) it's genuinely very good (laughs) and it led to an amazing last man standing match um yeah, I mean, <coughs> you could say as well they've done this with the Usos and the Revival, with the Usi Hot thing, which Renee referenced on commentary, by the way, during their match. It's like, don't bring that up, Renee. We're trying to forget all about that. But we all thought that was lame. So it's not like... I, I, I agree with you. You wouldn't have done this for Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. You would build that around an actual feud and an actual sort of rivalry. It's not set up over who is friends with who, who has a coffee, who has stained clothes. Uh, the Revival Usos example is because they're actively burying the other team. That's also true. I forgot about that. Like yeah. that's that's not just oh this is funny. It's like that so the the way they bury a team because they're leaving the company is the same way they treat their women's division just normally. Yeah. Unless of course you're Dean Ambrose in which case you get sent, sent out like a hero. Mm. Um so yeah then we had the brother. the Seth Rollins bit and then thankfully Raw then got pretty enjoyable. Oh thank God for this. Because what a fantastic, possibly the best Firefly Funhouse yet. It's a yeah. very special episode. Oh, so good. Exercise! Yeah, he had to talk about something very serious. Exercise! Yeah. And the, the reason he's talking about it is because he's very good friend, Huskus the Pig Boy, which is, of course, a play on Husky Harris, Bray Wyatt's first gimmick when he came up as part of the Nexus. And when, or he, and when he was on NXT, yeah. He <laughs> yeah. was part of season two of NXT. And, you know... The criticism of him at the time was that he was a bit overweight. Yeah, so I remember, I very distinctly remember at this time, Austin in particular on his podcast was putting over Husky Harris as be like, he is a future star yeah. in this bit. Like, he should be a future WWE champion. He's so good. And he's got a very interesting look about yes, him. Yes, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what Austin, and a lot of other wrestlers were saying, like, he's so interesting. Like, he's got a really different body shape to everyone else. And Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, all of these wrestling experts and fans were like, he's so cool. 
but Vince hated his body type, and that's why he never pushed. And the, the story was Vince wouldn't push because he didn't like his body type, and he needed to go and get in shape. And that's what this whole segment was about. It was literally talking about this character's history and his transformation into the Bray Wyatt we have now, coupled with an actual Vince McMahon doll as the devil appearing to say, you're fired if you don't get in shape. Uh, don't get in shape. It is really blurring the lines between what has actually happened in WWE with the character of Bray Wyatt. It's fascinating as of a mindset for a character. It's really, really interesting. There is nothing I would change about this. Nope. And, and like, th- this, is, this is the best version of what they're trying to do. And even if you don't agree or are not into it, you cannot deny that their vision is being 100% completed by this. I think it's incredibly deep. It's incredibly complex. It's rounding the Bray Wyatt character and has completely rejuvenated him. Think last year. Mm. If anyone thought this is where we'd be at with Bray Wyatt in 12 months' time, I, w- I would have said it's not happening. He has to leave the company to be refreshed. Yeah. But he's done it. And I've got to think it's because he's recorded all of these in advance They've had pretty much full creative control over it, and Vince can't tinker with it because it's already recorded. I would imagine, though, I think Vince would have loved him being portrayed yeah. as the devil because he himself has often said, I am Satan incarnate, mm. like, when playing the Mr. McMahon character. So he probably would absolutely, he'd get such a kick out of the fact that he's being portrayed as an actual devil within this. Mm. Do you know what my favorite moment of this all was? Like, I loved everything about this because once they did this, Bray Wyatt then does this exercise routine that is the muscle man, muscle man dance, or dance if you're an American viewer, mm. and, or a northerner. And there's all this big muscle man thing, and he has this line where it's like, you know, shake your butt, do the muscle man dance, this and that. But then he has this line where he's like, shake you behind, like, shake your behind, and then stops, looks dead into the camera, goes, and erase your mind. And it was just like a completely different tone to everything else in the video, but almost like a subliminal message thing of like, in They Live, you put on the sunglasses and you see the mm. billboards for what they really are. It was so awesome. And then it's just a shot of Abby the Witch just staring blankly into the camera. And she says blankly, she's a, a doll. So I've, I've yeah, rewatched it multiple times. That's actually a gag, that. Because Abby's watching, Bray's dancing, cuts back to her and she shakes her head. Yeah. So that's actually, yeah, but um, that, that uh, it's, yeah, I can't. I can't say enough good things about it. It was so, so great. And the, just visually, the way they captured that crappy music video workout routine with the green screen and the multiple braids, like that is, that that was Tim and Eric level. Ex- did you ever used to watch Tim and Eric? I did not, no. Yeah, so they they do late night crappy teleshopping rip-offs better than anyone I've ever seen. That's what I want for our music video punishments. Well, I was going to say, this they, they me yeah. it was your um, Nia Jax video punishments, what it reminded me of, which, like the ultimate, the multiple ollies. Which visually, I wanted from, I got from Tim and Eric. Okay, yeah, cool. so this, this was, this was, inse- this was insanely good. Insanely good. Yeah, this was absolutely awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we got, while I can see if someone had a problem with it, I really enjoyed this Triple H Randy Orton segment. Yeah, no, I, I did as well. I think if you are invested in these characters and the evolution storyline and the terrible feuds that they had following out of that, I think this was a very good segment. 
Yeah, so it, was, it is built into a match <coughs> that I don't. I'm, I certainly don't care about. Though. Oh, it's going to go long. Oh, it, well, oh, absolutely, it's going to go long. Forty minutes, I reckon. Yeah. So Triple H comes out. Uh, he's a, WrestleMania. He's immediately interrupted by Orton. Orton says, "I'm not Batista. You can't just beat me." Triple H is like, "Loads of people have tried to beat me. You're not going to be the first one or something." And I thought Triple H has actually beaten quite a lot, though, yeah, in well, terms I, of matches recently. Yeah, and, and it, it was very much a case of being like, you know, you're one of the best ever, and a lot of people are trying to put me down, a lot of greats are trying to put me down, but I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's kind of the point that yeah, he was sure. making. Um, and then uh, as he's about to leave, Randy's like, if you uh, go get your balls from Stephanie's purse. Oh. oh. Se- that line has been used so many times, oh, but yeah. it still gets a reaction. It's just, it's such a weird line to say because it's basically go like, you're married. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Why? So are you, Randy. Like, <laughs> you're also married. I guess uh, Stephanie is kind of Triple H's boss. Is she, though? Because that's never been know, the relationship days. that's on screen. No. And um, and then Triple H says that I've got big balls. It's such a burden having balls. you got big balls. Balls as big as mine. But you haven't got any balls. Because you're also married. What was What was quite funny, though, is that they... When Randy said that, he immediately started laughing. Like, oh, I said a funny thing. And Triple H was also smiling. And it just seemed like two guys jawjacking in a fun, friendly way. And that kind of got me into the feud as a, I just want to see these two mates have a fight to see who's best. But I can totally see how. They pretty much just said, this is all fake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. We're just going to have a match. Yeah. It's going to be long, folks. Tune in. Yeah. yeah. So I can see why you didn't like it. But I. I oh, no, I, I didn't say I didn't like it. Oh, no, I mean, I, yeah. I meant to the viewer. Uh, I thought it was fine. I, I, I found it quite authentic. And that was something that was sorely missing from this episode. What a shocker that a Triple H segment. Uh, feels more yeah, authentic right. than everyone else's. Remember yeah. when him and Undertaker got the best build last year of mm. any feud in WWE? Um, what's Randy's character now, by the way? He, this is out of continuity, Randy. Oh, yeah, well, totally, yeah. I've uh, no idea. Uh, then we get Baron Corbin walking around backstage, supremely confident, saying this is the best thing that could have happened to him, that Seth's injured, Brock's lurking with the briefcase. I'm like, if you win that match... Lesnar's cashing in on you. I know, but he's got the smarts, hasn't he, old Baron Corbin? He (laughs) he retired Kurt Angle. He can get out of any situation. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre will save him. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I I, I, multiple times during the show forgot that they were having a match for Mm. the Universal Championship. Because that's not the feud that's being built. The feud is being built towards Seth and Lesnar. It's Ms. Cena. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. You're absolutely right. Then we've got Ricochet versus Cesaro. Good match. Uh, Yeah. Very, very good, actually. Um, they uh, they riffed off of spots from the previous matches and didn't take it the same way. I, I thought it was... They put a, they put thought into this, and it was so impressive with all the stuff that Ricochet can do, the Cesaro swing. They're, they're, he's the perfect base for Ricochet to launch off because Cesaro's so naturally strong. Mm. Uh, and it got the crowd into it. I, I, I thought it was a very good match. It's just the shame... This isn't spread out over three pay-per-views. With... Or, and it's not leading to anything. That's yeah. my bigger issue I've got with this. Is it's all being done for now. Yeah. And it has been... All three matches have been done way too close together. But anyway, Ricochet rolls Cesaro up for the win. <coughs> and then Cesaro 
beats up Ricochet afterwards, goes to the ring, gets a ladder out first. Yeah. I got excited, man. You know me and singles ladder matches. But what's it... Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> and I don't particularly care, because I think a ladder match between those two would be excellent. Mm. And then he puts that back and gets out a table. And our truth was on the table with the 24-7 championship hiding. That's where he was hiding all along. It was very funny. It was a very funny visual because when he pulled out, he still pretended like no one could see him. Yeah. Like, just stayed as still as possible, like a T-Rex had found him. It was like, they can't see me if I don't move. Someone said on Reddit, sorry, I can't remember who, that it was like Alistair Black's <laughs> entrance. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was really good. Then all the undercard ran down. And Carmella super kicked Drake Maverick to save Truth. Yeah, he and did Truth. a good like throw of the paper when he got super kicked. Yeah, so yeah, the, a, a good twenty four seven through line again. And then very quickly we got the Undertaker. <laughs> oh, very quickly indeed. I mean, not quickly for the entrance, but the promo short was quick <laughs> because there was like four minutes left on the show. And this is the other thing I was going to bring up about WWE like advertising a lot for this. Ike show so they advertised the undertaker well ahead of time pushing this a lot on social media pushing it a lot on this show the undertaker's coming the undertaker's coming you gotta stick around the undertaker's coming imagine if you had stuck around for the show for three hours and what you're given at the end is a two minute promo from the undertaker that you have heard before and mm. then the show just ends and you're like why the hell did i wait around for three hours to watch that when i could have just watched the highlight package on YouTube the following day. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it, yeah, because it was just a typical take a promo. Oh, yeah. The Every- death and souls. We and are legends in this business. I, I want- will the real. <laughs> I want the real Goldberg, not the family man Goldberg. Because if you don't bring the real Goldberg, you, you're next. <laughs> Yeah, and yep. then and then it ended. Literally, the show just cut to black. I swear there was no copyright logo or anything. No, the, the copyright logo did come up. Ah, uh, right. But it was like, it felt like no one had told Undertaker that they don't do overruns anymore. Mm. And he's just like, I, I've got my time because yeah. we can at least go to quarter past the hour. Because there was more of that. Pro- that, to be fair, that's not a bad end line. No. And then you just, you know, that plays music a bit. You only need 20 more seconds, really. But on the YouTube version, it's got the rest of the promo where he goes, and your rest in peace. I thought, oh, you were so close. <laughs> That's all you had left to say. Your, your entrance is too darn long. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, super showdown. We'll get another encounter between them tonight on SmackDown, I'm sure. Yeah, Goldberg's advertised for SmackDown. I don't you know. I, I think Undertaker <coughs> might show up, but Goldberg is for sure advertised. Mm. Maybe we'll get like a dong and a, a promo message. One can hope. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was quite clear at the start. I gave it one out of five. I thought this was a. Like the, the last hour was quite enjoyable with the Firefly Funhouse stuff, the Ricochet versus Cesaro match. Where was that gritty stuff that we were promised? Where was the, the dark audience lighting? Plans change. Yeah. Like they, they got bored of that after two weeks. It didn't make a difference in the rating, so just we won't bother trying it anymore. Mm. Um, um, yeah. yeah, screw trying to get things over over time. No, if it doesn't work first week, then it doesn't work at all. Yeah, uh, I I wasn't a fan of the show either. But at this point, I'm I'm too apathetic to the show to give it a one out of five. I think to give it a one out of five, I'd have to care. And at this point, I just don't. Um, 
And so, yeah. So I, you're N.A. <laughs> I'm going to give it a two out of five because I enjoyed Firefly Funhouse. Give me a low two out of five. A low two, I'll give Cheers, you a low man. two out of five. Let's get over to your su- su- super chats. Um, we have over 70 super chats to go through. Oh, blimey. Whoa. Well, thank you very much, thank everyone. Thank you so, so much. Um, uh, so, well, should, should we... Should we be Try quick, and Randy. rattle through. Yeah, yeah, be quick, yeah, very quick. Uh, G Dog says, "What do you think of Five Five Fan House?" We've already gone through Excellent. that. Excellent. Uh, Demore Davis says, "Do you think by the end of the super sh- super sh- super sh- not come on, Andy, you've not got enough Saudi. time. Stop panicking. Brock will have the Universal title and WWE title. No, no just one of them. Universal. That, that's impossible. Dustin Pylon says, "Just don't think about it, Ollie. Raw is better then." Um, I can't do that. Unfortunately, I tried. It's also his job. <laughs> Um, Matthew Bishop says Brock is main roster cancer. Oh, that's not, that's, yeah. let's, let's, let's not use that word. No, that's not. Uh, Jeb Sonner says Andy the sportsman. Can Anthony Joshua recover from losing to Ruiz on Saturday? Thoughts? Yeah, I think he just uh, underestimated him. Um, so, and that was it, really. Yeah, I do a rematch. Think, yeah, I think uh, Joshua will win it back. Touchdown. Uh, Keith Fry says Rebecca Brock on Friday. Friday. Cashing <laughs> in on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that's for good. the weekend, weekend weekend That's great Partying, partying Adam Pearson says hey. My best friend says WWE feels like Groundhog Day uh, 10,800 seconds wasted I'm going to disagree with you there Because Groundhog Day is great And Raw is not I'm going to disagree with you there Groundhog Day is great And Raw is not ah, nice. get it Sean ZZ says Mercedes to AEW in a year or so Question mark Mercedes The brand <laughs> I don't know, Martinez. Could be. <laughs> or, yeah. or the brand. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's going to AEW. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul Pierce says, where was AJ Styles? I missed his hair. Injured. Yes. Mm, his little yeah, back injury. Ryan Be Bad. Uh, can't read that. Something about Chopper Pete being better. Um, <laughs> Patrick Eddy says, off topic, how come the WWE champion shows up in Raw, but the Universal champion never shows up in SmackDown? Make SmackDown seem unimportant. Un- un- well, that's because it is. It's the B show. No one mm. cares about SmackDown because the ratings are poor. That's that's Vince's mindset, not ours. That's mm. absolutely right. Yeah. And that has been uh, conditioned into fans because mm-hmm. for 10 years, they just pretended that SmackDown was a nothing show. Didn't put any stars over there. They put Triple H over there once and then realized they'd actually put too big of a star over there and just brought oh, him back yeah. to Raw. Uh, Pete Maccabay says, uh, <laughs> if you could fix WWE, what would you do? <laughs> Big question. Big uh, question. Um, I'd give wrestlers more creative license. I would actually let them get involved in the writing process um, and yeah, uh, have Vince be more open-minded. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The tag rope. Just, just, just have wrestlers put their hands on the top turnbuckle. And that's, that's the one thing. That'll fix yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Chris Blass says, do you th- agree that TakeOver, Taker, Taker should stop wrestling? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would have said that years yeah. ago. Adam Pearson back in to say, <laughs> any plans for another Wrestle Ramble live? Um, I'd imagine so, yeah. We haven't had any chats with the Prince Charles yet, but we, we had a list of films that we wanted to do, and they have got access to the majority of the films we wanted to mm. do. Sadly, I wanted to do The Marine or at least the Marine 6, but I don't think that's one we can get because WB Films won't let us show it. Um, Bryant Hoyt says, first, if the main event of WrestleMania was a women's championship main event, how can the Super Showdown be better and or equal if women aren't allowed? Because women are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and WWE's mindset. It's a gimmick. It, it, yeah. it was a gimmick. Uh, Matthew Robinson says, Luke, love your shirts for WrestleRamble. Which one is your favourite? My favourite shirt? Yeah. Oh, my Charles Play 2 one. 
Love my Child's Play 2 t-shirt. No, no um, love for the stripes? Or, Got loads of stripey t-shirts. Um, Matthew Robinson says, Luke, love your... Sh-. He just said that, didn't he? R- Ronald Coleman says, I've got a bad feeling Brock is going to un-unify the belt on Friday. I don't, I, I, I don't get where that's coming from. I don't know how he can. Yeah. Because he's not in a championship match. <coughs> no, no. Kofi's facing Dolph. He'll just cash it in both and say, oh, That's Brock. not how it works. I know, but he's <laughs> oh, But then again, Brock wasn't in the Money in the Bank yeah, ladder exactly. match and won it. So. Yeah, if he hasn't read the contract, maybe he'll just do that. Maybe anyway. there's always been this clause in the contract, but no one's ever read it because yeah. it's, it's like the iTunes agreement. No one actually ever reads all of the steps. <laughs> Click, to, to yes, whatever. agree. Yeah. I think they're shutting down iTunes. Really? Yeah, they're going to just turn it into like... Look, we haven't got enough sorry, time. Sorry, We've got like right. 80 Super Chats. Uh, Brian Hoyt says, what are the Vegas odds on how long take a Goldberg will go? I'm going for five minutes. I think, oh, I think longer than that. Too long. No, I was thinking four. Well, I don't know. I, I, I had in mind a, a very quick... Yeah. Smoke and mirrors filled spots. Uh, Supreme says, wouldn't it be better if Becky would have had a segment with Brock if they wanted to make it more realistic? Do you know what? That would have been badass. And I think that would have actually really helped Becky as well because, I mean, we got hammered in comments and like on Twitter for saying that Becky really cooled off in the lead up to WrestleMania. But like, the, the, she is not as hot as she was back in November. They mm. have done yeah. an incredible job at making her not feel special anymore. Yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's a great idea. Yeah, Have a yeah. square off the Brock. Uh, amazing. Elizabeth Mazora says, thank you for sacrificing yourselves and watching Raw and SmackDown for us. Also, Randy deserves merch just because he can bake those bomb-looking cookies. <laughs> they love <laughs> you guys from South Korea. And they, they are bomb cookies as well. They are good. damn good. I'm, Be mine. You're welcome. Uh, David Myers says nothing, but thank you very much for your Thanks, uh, lovely Thanks. donation. Uh, Mr. Doback says you're such a Mark Randy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. It's uh, true. It's uh, true. Uh, ben Greenwood. He's the guy who uh, did his predictions after uh, <laughs> AW. Uh, only good parts of Raw, Bray, versus, uh, Bray and Cesaro and Ricochet. Yeah. yeah I think that's going to be true for that. Raw moving forward. Uh, Stoner Phoenix says reunion with EC3 and Drake Maverick was short-lived. Yeah, it definitely means they're going to work together and become an on-air partnership in the future. Yes. Yeah. You've got to hope. Ollie says M- ML Dempsey 25 <coughs> Shout out to Naya. Sure. Get better soon, my love. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Um, David Myers says, I think Keep 45 is a reference to Trump visiting the UK. Now my question, when will talent request to stay on at NXT instead of getting called up? I'm not sure they've got that mm, option, to be no. honest. Uh, unless you're like a Tyler Breeze and you threaten to leave and they were like what do you want like, I just want to go back to NXT yeah, yeah. I want to be away from your stupid nonsense let me go back to NXT yeah. and he had a good match uh, Danger1 says I got Andy merch but nowhere to ship it uh, I've told him to email me if you really want to that's very kind of you Mr. Danger1 uh, Javier Reyes says 405 says where is Sami Zayn that's a good point. Yeah, he wasn't on this he was show. On TV last week, though. He was in the electric chair. Where's the electric chair? That's more the mm. question, really, isn't it? Where's the electric chair gone? Went so well. <laughs> uh, Rocky Balboa says, Hello, WrestleTalk guys. Hello. Hello. Hi, Rocky. Jay Z, with a characteristically very generous donation, says, Hey, gents, watching you as I'm waiting for my med procedure, it'd be a great way to go out. Remember when <laughs> Raw would show matches in between commercials? Oh, those were the days. Well, get well very soon, yeah, Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, get yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Now we just get wrestling like in commercial breaks yeah. and we don't get to see it at home. There was the, the, the six-man tag. There were, it was 13 minutes and eight <laughs> minutes of um, commercials. Yeah. And the hot tag. 
was in, in the commercial the break. commercial break. Yeah, I'm sure Buddy Murphy also debuted. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mojo out. Rawley cut a promo. Did he really? Yeah, in a break. I saw. I was just going through YouTube. I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> um, ML Dempsey, who's been very, very generous Thank in the whole you, chat, ML. says, "I want to see a best in the world Hangman Adam Page announcement by Luke." <laughs> Should edit that together, actually. The one I'm doing the world. The, oh. <laughs> uh, Addy Burnham says, Seth doesn't do anything for me as a champion. Uh, I think that, that's WWE's fault, not his. Yeah. Uh, the Zornis says, there were, we want Roman chants for a SmackDown guy. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Arndt says, uh, with WWE begging us not to change the channel, how much more desperate can they get? Will they try and resurrect the Ultimate Warrior next? I mean, if the crown prince pays them enough. They've replaced them once already. Rawley. Exactly, yeah. Can uh, bring back everyone then. Dominic Campbell says, which do you think is worse, <coughs> Omnishane or Baron's mid-card of evil? Omnishane. Uh, honestly. You I think I, Omnishane's oh, worse? I can't. I, I just can't get on with the guy. Uh, ML Dempsey again says, Ollie, honest opinion on lazy wrestler guy. That Haradikrana was ridiculous. Awesome shirt, Matt. Haradik Rana. Haradik Rana? Is that this... was that crazy, like. Rana, is, oh, is he talking about Orange Cassidy? And Orange Cassidy and Joey Ryan. Oh, Lazy Ryan. Wrestler Guy, yeah, that would be. Uh, and Joey Ryan, yeah, have you seen yeah. this? Yeah. No. So, it was oh, hilarious. It's an amazing clip, right? So, Orange Cassidy is like doing his usual style, chopping Joey Ryan like, <laughs> as lax as good as possible. <laughs> and when on the third one, like, he put it up with like a big. Oh, and Joey Ryan catches it and puts it on his penis to do the penis plex. And in doing so, makes him do a hurricane runner on someone. And then he grabs him, puts him on his penis again, kicks another guy, puts him into a pile driver and position, and then destroyer. uses the penis plex to make Orange Cassidy do a Canadian destroyer. And like, Orange Cassidy's really good Janella, in this. Wasn't it? That's yes. amazing. It was that's Joe Janella, really I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, um, it's so funny. I'll watch that. It's after amazing. This. Logan M says, Arm wrestling is real wrestling. Vince is listening. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. A Rod promo says, Love the channel. Who should be the first AW champion? Jericho. Jericho. Uh, Jericho's good Jericho. chap. Well, I was, I was, Paige would be my choice because I think you should be putting over your oh. own talent over the yeah. uh, outsider guys. Again, I'm, I, I said this on yesterday's show. I'm going back to um, Joe Angle in TNA. Joe Ang- Angle winning first really hurt Samoa Joe. And I actually basically just told you that um, the WWE guys are better. Mm. Uh, Sean Martinez says Sean the real punishment Martinez versus Randy Danson for the uh, crap gimmick wrestling light heavyweight championship book it uh, <laughs> Daniel O'Farrell says is it wrong with me well, when I see Lars I just don't care uh, and can't help but see him as a racist pig keep up the great work boys um, if, if he's lost you yeah I, I can see why things he said in the past yeah. but would, would like you, why you why someone couldn't forgive him I totally understand that me personally I you know people grow and get second chances yeah. so yeah Mike, uh, it, it does little for me though because okay. I just think he's a big lad yeah and I just I don't I can't get we've had this we, we've just had Braun he's like, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've he's already got, got a Braun he's got no character at all for me yeah. uh, we want Andy Cookie making videos or just shit me some <laughs> um, we'll see uh, new series terrible gear. Patreon well, those, exclusive those, those tasty things where I just do it where you can see my hands mm. uh, Brian Hoyt says am I the only one who noticed Alexa Bliss's coffee looked more like orange Gatorade than coffee or was it just me it's a conspiracy <laughs> um, that's what was wrong with that segment <laughs> Larry Larry Acup says thanks for watching WWE and taking it for the team you're welcome Binith Chef says you guys are awesome your reviews are awesome 
Cheers. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you to say. They're fine. Matthew Robinson says, Ollie and Luke just want you to know that I love your stuff. I'm a hardcore wrestling fan since the 90s. Just want you to know that your show has got me back into wrestling full-time. Patreon for life. Matt, the real boss, Robinson. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you to say. Very, very kind. Uh, I can't read that name. Stod123 or something. Stod, possibly. Ollie, can you please do the Drake Maverick pose? Drake Maverick. Blake Carpenter says, good work, Luke. Welcome back, Randy. Who is the dork next to Luke? (laughs) What did you say his name was? Uh, Bronk, 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 uh, Bronk the the woodsmith jabroni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this is turning into yeah. a velveteen dream feud with Alistair Black. <laughs> yeah. That is that is what it says here. Yeah. Uh, Tomo says arm wrestling match. Tomo. Beef out of beef. Not enough beef. There, there did need to be more beef in that match. You are a vegetarian, Luke. <laughs> Stop it. Maybe that's why I don't like the uh, the feud anymore because beef doesn't do anything for me. You want a Those soy cookies. wrestling match? <laughs> Those cookies are vegetarian, oh. I promise. I want it made out of uh, lentils <laughs> and chickpeas. Uh, Dakota Oliver says, happy to have you back, Ollie. Missed you from Ohio. Ah, oh, I missed you too. I, did, I actually, yes, yeah, it's, it's nice, nice it's doing been this fun, again. Actually, but it's yeah. weird, I only had like two... Two days episodes, off the channel. Three episodes off the uh, ramble, though. Uh, Andrew Holmes says, any chance Fandango goes down to NXT to feud with Breeze when he returns? Oh, I don't want to see them feud. I want to see them tag team. You want to, you want to like, make people want to see them team mm. again. So having go... But I don't want... I'm really enjoying Tyler Breeze back in Prince Pretty mode, so I don't want him to think yeah. about being the fashion police. No, uh, Darth Ridiculous and Jeff Senzibor, thank you very much for your generous pro- uh, thank donations. Thank you very much. ML Dempsey, back in. Thank you so much today, wow. ML Dempsey. Okay, all guys in the Uso studio, I hear it's fire meme moment. Stand up and truffle shuffle for the green screen. Do you have a green screen? I know you do. Exercise. Wow. Is is this kind of like uh, the the script directions for Bray's music video? Could very well be, yeah. I can't really truffle shuffle. I haven't got enough truffle. No. All right. Humble brag. Naturally lean. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Matt Dennis says, "Do you guys think we'll ever get a Balor versus Styles feud? And do you think guys the WWE will mess it up? Support Wrestle Talk. Balor versus Styles. Yeah. But well, they're on different brands. Oh, doesn't matter. Doesn't I it? think we'll <laughs> get. I, I, just, I had to stop myself there. Sorry." Yeah, I don't think we will ever get that feud. No, because WWE didn't create the Bullet Club, therefore it's not actually an over thing. I think we'll have the occasional match, but it will never be a storyline feud. No. Uh, Black Stator 61, Ollie, why are you so goddamn handsome? It's very true. It's a good question. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. We we all ask it. (laughs) Uh, Kevin says, Pete called me a cheater yesterday, but I really did get every prediction right for TakeOver before the show started. Some people spoiled uh, the results... Um, congratulating me while I was watching the show. I hate Pete. Go, Randy. We don't hate Pete here. Who's who's that? That is Kevin. Kevin. What was the controversy? Well, that he Pete said that he got. He, Pete, I think Pete suggested that he didn't get all his predictions right. <laughs> but there's no reason why I didn't. Pete it wasn't. It wasn't in the comments. I mean, unless you're Luke Owen, it wasn't that hard to predict the show. Yeah. How many did you get, Randy? Four. Four. Well, so, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't, so you didn't get one right then. No. So. so so one fifth of it was difficult to predict then, Randy. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't get the tag match. I went for undisputed era. What did I? I got four, didn't I? You got three. Because I'm one point above you now. Mm. So, yeah. I verified Andy's picks as well. Oh yeah. Because who watches the Watchmen? <laughs> I do. <Yeah. laughs> the Omni Ollie. 
you this are is the to me, stone cutters. Uh, Ty Hankey says Randy equals bot killer. There were a lot of bots that I was demolishing on. on, on well, this done, well done, Randy. This is this is your Terminator. I am sequel. I will destroy them. <laughs> uh, Kevin says also Ollie. What did you think of Takeover? Oh, so I've only watched Cole versus Gargano. What a match! Good God, great match! Great match! Yeah. Great match! Yeah, really good. Maybe if I had to give it one criticism, maybe you didn't need the first 10 minutes. But I guess you kind of did to build into everything. I was really into it from the 10th minute all the way through to the 35th, I think it went. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, match. Great match. Oh, just yeah. just the, 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 that super kick off of Gargano's dive. Yeah. And Gargano, technically, just to drag himself back because his feet hit the, the rope. I'm sure that was to stop him going all the way. Just... Like, just watching them as wrestlers. Yeah. I just blows my mind. I saw your uh, comment as well that um, why do people keep hitting reverse runners when all it does is power up their opponents? Yeah. I've never seen it not. Yeah. I never tweet, and no. that that broke me. <laughs> yeah. I, I really thought this would be a match where I could show my girlfriend, like, look, look, this is this is why I really like it. And she just went, okay. And then just, <laughs> just started doing what she was doing. I thought, oh, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I thought that would be, my wife uh, caught me watching, uh, I say caught me watching, but she watching what? Mm, would you like to know? Uh, she came in while I was watching the, the first war games that they did. And I was like, <laughs> actually, maybe this should be like, oh, okay, I kind of get this. And her sister came over as well. Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, okay, I sort of get why you like this then. But the only comment was like, that Killian Dane is too hairy. <laughs> um, is she Vince McMahon? <laughs> he is, he uh, is too hairy. I've got a girlfriend too. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's got a wife. I just, I just like that, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's um, lovely as well. She's all she, right. yeah, they're all lovely. She's all right. uh, Mega Mister Forty Six says, "I officially boycott su- su- Super Showdown." Yeah, good on you. Good on you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the moral. Gregory right thing to do. Bruce says nothing, but thank you very much, Gregory. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Joshua Gregory. Russ says, "Hope you are all having a good day." I will certainly are, Joshua. I'm having a great day, although it is hot in this room. Yeah. We have got I've probably got a glisten. We have got four more, so let's. Oh, oh come on, Randy. Well done, Randy. Uh, five more, sorry, uh, but this one, one, one's a nothing. One's well, not a nothing. One's no message. I take it you. back, Randy. You've <laughs> already taken more time explaining that than it would have to just read through the Stoner Phoenix. Thank you very much for your uh, very. Very generous donation. Um, Rocker Production says, "What are you having for dinner tonight?" Um, I'm, I'm going to Frankie and Benny's because I'm going to the cinema. Um, what are you going to see? I'm going to go see Booksmart because hmm. I didn't get to go see it last week. I was going to go see Little Shop of Horrors at the Prince Charles Cinema, but it is sold out, so I can't go. Um, which is annoying because I've been listening to the soundtrack all morning, getting oh. myself all pumped up for it. See more. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go to Frankie and Benny's before I go to the cinema. Me and my lady partner. I don't know what we're cooking yet, uh, but. Honestly, it'll be her, more her cooking and me cutting up an onion at the start. <laughs> uh, and we're going to watch the second episode of Killin' Eve because that is a bloody fantastically written show. Oh, I meant to tell you as well. I've uh, started re-watching um, Handmaid's Tale and it is very, very good television. Yeah, it's, it's great. Excellent. I've started watching Last Kingdom. I know it's a bit outdated, but I think it's very good. What's Last Kingdom? It's like... Uh, Lars Kingdom. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> the, it's... The place he built for whites only. It, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a kind of historically accurate look at kind of when England was like Wessex, Northumbria, ah, cool. and Weller. Yeah. It's on uh, Netflix. It's really good. Uh, it's quite good for like people who like uh, Game of Thrones. And stuff. Hmm. Basically, Netflix said, make me a Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. uh, ML Dempsey... Oh, I'm having fish and chips. Uh, ML Dempsey <laughs> says, Lucha House Party worked him. Lars. Uh, Lars. Yeah, I guess so. 
Did you notice that we spent more time talking about what we're doing tonight yeah. than we have for the vast majority of wrestling questions? And uh, I burnout. Actually, yeah, and I really much, in, I very much enjoyed that conversation yeah, as well. Right. It was mm. good. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Mangan says, uh, "Why didn't it go more raw in the third hour?" Because they've dropped it already, yeah. Guessing so, yeah. It's just that, that that was a gimmick that lasted a couple of weeks, and they realised that it didn't actually help the ratings. So, mm. well, and, and in fairness, was it darker? Was it grittier? Was it more real? It felt like the same third hour as we normally mm. get. Small Afro Games. Jaron Walker says <laughs> nothing, but thank you very much, Jaron. Uh, Tomo Brad. says Tomo. Tomo. And Tomo. lastly, Start Recording says I would have loved to see a Taker versus Joe feud. Undertaker versus Joe. In 2007, 2008, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When WWE should have been signing these people, uh, but opted instead to go with Luther Reigns, I, uh, <laughs> I think that, yes, absolutely, I would have done. I don't, Not now, though. This email comes in from Richard, who says, Hey, Luke and Ollie, about walking and if it's exercise, oh, I have on. some thoughts that might help you. Here goes. Walking can be exercise if that's the extent of what you can physically do. Some people aren't physically capable of running. However, there will be a point where you no longer get anything from walking because you should be running. Hope that helps. Much love from Tennessee. Rick Laser. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, pre, that sounds like pre-exercise. <laughs> like it, it's, it's like the prologue to when you can physically start to properly exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this email comes in from Russell, who says, Good afternoon, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, housemate Simon, Chopper Pete, and nothing but bad wishes to any Liverpool-supporting <laughs> Englishman called Randy, who pretends they're Swedish. Here's a couple of pieces of correspondence for you, uh, starting with a barbershop window. Back in the day, I was dating an emo girl that was way cooler than me. He, he actually put lots of A's. In I, that way. I used to date an emo girl who was way cooler than me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I never dated an emo girl. I thought everyone had a, an emo girl who was way cooler than them. No. I, I mean, I, um, you'd have thought as well as a metalhead, I would have had an emo girlfriend at some point. I didn't, but, I didn't but, think uh, emo was cool. I thought that was the whole point. Of well, emo. it's kind of like they're they're very aloof, these mm. sorts of girls tend mm. to be. They have cool hair yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually covering one half of their face. Oh, yeah. Sexy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she was a huge fan of pop punk behemoths, My Chemical Romance. Are we calling them pop punk these days? I just call them MCR. Hey, I mean, they were after your time. Way after my time. They were just just after my time, but I can appreciate a pop banger when I hear this. They were the bands that when they came out, I was of an age where I was like, these are very lame. This is a very lame band that's kids like i immediately wanted to bully gerard way <laughs> but in my older years he's a big fan of grant morrison mm. a friend of grant morrison and that is a mark of approval anyway so she was a fan of uh, my chemical kazi at this point their lead singer gerard way had dyed his hair and she mentioned a lot how she loved it so as a surprise for her i went to the hairdressers and, and dyed asked my for them and asked for them to give me the gerard Hmm. As I was pretty poor at the time, I had to choose a cheaper Turkish barber than the normal one I would go to, as they offered to do my hair for far less. Anyway, suffice to say, it was a disaster. Didn't look anything like I wanted, and she broke up with me a few weeks later. Yay for stupid decisions when we're younger. Picks or it didn't happen. Yes. Would you like to see these picks? Yes, I would. And then I'd love to describe that pick to an audio format. So he has posted on the left. I'm going to tell you on the left, it's Jarad Way. And on the right is uh, okay. Ari Mello okay. Russell. Because, I mean, they are they are fairly similar. But that is what They are hair. pretty similar. Okay. It's, yeah, you're right. It's not the same. Um, 
you kind of look a bit more anime. <laughs> it is. It's like Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so what he wanted was sort of a closely cropped white haircut with a stupid-looking fringe. But what he got was a rather disheveled bed hair, yellow blonde yeah. haircut. It's, it's actually a bit Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah, good shout. Yeah, it's yeah. more Boris than Gerard Way, I'd say. Mm. Hmm. Well, at least, at least they got the right Gerard, because around that era, could have been Butler. <laughs> been Gerard Butler. Um, Any and... other famous Gerards? Stephen Gerard? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose a famous Gerard. Um, okay, uh, so we've also got... I mean, do you want to do your story? Because I've got a rest talk get better I'd like to read <coughs> out as well. Okay, sure. Well... We, because the, the sort of compound, which is just a, just a big house, really, that we are all staying at, 12 bloody lads yep. in the middle of nowhere in Northern Ireland, uh, was 50 minutes away from Belfast. The best man rented a car, a big car. Smart play. I mean, you've got to get 12 car. people into a car, so it's got to be fairly sizable. Well, you could only ever get nine people in there, so I don't, still don't understand the thinking behind it, because we always still needed to get a cab. But anyway... It's fine. It was actually very useful because we needed to pick up shopping and a fair few beer runs. So it was good for that. But on the first day, we get it. We're in. He starts doing amazing driving. I'm like, man, you haven't driven in a decade. And you're driving this big car like it's nobody's business. He's like, yeah, I am. I'm so impressed because I am not good at that. Anyway, then we get to the car park. Uh-oh. Multi-story car park. Big car. Tight turns. Big story. Small spaces. We had to go up 12 ramps with tight turns to find a parking space. I don't like doing that in my Suzuki Swift. It was tense. (laughs) And tight, I'd imagine. And I'd been drinking on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) It's a short flight. How much were you drinking? And before the plane. (laughs) Uh, We all had, apart from the best man, obviously. And we got to the top, fine. We went to a pub, had lunch, drank some more. And then we got on. By the way, Guinness in Northern Ireland tastes pretty much the same as London poured Guinness. Why would you expect it to taste different? Well, because everyone always says in Ireland, Guinness tastes better. Hmm. But I don't know if that's the Republic of Ireland. But people also say that Starbucks tastes better in Seattle because that's where it originated mm. from. How, how do you know it doesn't? Well, because I'd imagine it probably tastes the that goddamn same. Well, yeah, it's like the, I don't think you're the, big. The beans aren't grown in Seattle. Well, exactly, yeah, I don't Maybe they burn a, them in a different way. A Big Mac will probably taste the same no matter where you go, mm. because it's all the same non-meat. Yeah, it's all the same cow anus. So anyway, we get back in the car, and it is even tenser going back down. But don't worry, your boy Ollie Davis is on the directions. Oh well, I'm on the other. I'm front seat. I'm co-pilot. Don't worry, loads of space this side. Oh, back up, back up. Now you can go through. Mm -hmm. We got down every ramp apart from the exit (laughs) (laughs) bollards. Where we went in at admittedly an obtuse angle. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I said, because where I could see, don't worry, you've got space. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of space, but there is space. Okay, and we move slightly more forward. On on which side? On my side. But um, you said there was space. Yeah, I didn't account for the arm, the big arm that opens oh, up right. that we had passed 
but was sticking out near the back. So when, when we were pivoting round, which was on my side, mm. yeah, that didn't go too well for that side of the car. Big scratch down the side of the car, dented the frame at the back, and the, the sort of bumpers that are on the bottom of it all fell off. Oh. <laughs> So we crashed the car within two hours of getting it, of course. Of course you did. Uh, and then we went, <clears throat> then we went to the, 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 the place and, and were naughty all weekend. Oh. Not naughty in a debaucherous stripper way. Mm-hmm. We were naughty in, we just, just threw stuff around. <laughs> <laughs> there came a point very late in the night on Saturday where, do you know Zorba the Greek? No. So we just put that on. Yes, it is in a montage sequence. We just put that on as a joke because we were talking about smashing plates at Jack's wedding. Yeah. And we just put that on as a joke. And then we all stood up, 12 of us, around this big table and just started to slowly walk round the table to the music. And then every now and again, someone would just push over a chair quite aggressively. <laughs> and the, the atmosphere just kept on ramping up a notch while the music was getting slightly faster. We were picking up speed and it just turned into four minutes of us sprinting around the table trying to chuck chairs at each other like big chairs. It was carnage. That does sound like carnage. But now that is our new favourite thing to do. It's called, it's called naughty music. And when the naughty music comes on, it's carte blanche. <laughs> Uh, while we were driving around uh, the NEC in Birmingham, mm. Laurie had put on as um, a bit of a joke, uh, Uncle Cracker's Follow Me. Great song. Oof. Transports me right back to my teenage years. Yeah. Right back. And um, But the, I've only got it as a single version. And because I was also using uh, the map in my Minoru Suzuki Swift, you can't then go back to change the track, which just means that the album track played, then mm. the single version played, and then a <laughs> remix version of it played. <laughs> the good old single days where you have three versions edits of the, the same, same song. song. And so we listened to all three of them, but were belting it out every single time <laughs> to the point where I kept missing turnings and nearly ended up back nice. on the motorway while I was trying to drive back to the NEC. You didn't write off the car. I did not write off my own car, which is good. Um, right, we did have a rest talk get better that I'd like to read, but we'll save that for tomorrow's show because we actually need to go and record this episode of the Wrestle Ramble. Thank you very, very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review. Um, Goldberg is going to be on the show I know that much and I'm sure some 24-7 shenanigans maybe do you know yeah, what probably. else has been advertised for the show uh, oh an exclusive I'm, interview with Lars Sullivan I'm pretty right. sure someone pretty sure the Undertaker is going to be on tomorrow as well is he? I thought they just announced someone, Goldberg for the show I heard rumour that Undertaker was going to be there as well oh Randy's revealing his WWE sources mm. oh. yeah Undertaker's dong is going to be going to be there yeah well cool Anyway, I'm sure it'd be great. Here, uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. 
Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.